It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Scared money don't make none. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and credentialed media member, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're getting a two-for-one show. We had a show earlier this morning talking about what trades could happen. And right now, we have our first ever emergency podcast because the Oklahoma City Thunder have traded Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. And it's very official now uh, from Woj and Choms and everyone involved. It's official. We're going to talk all about that. And that's the only thing we'll talk about on this episode. And then we'll be back to normal tomorrow morning and so on and so forth. But this is our first ever emergency podcast. So thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to talk about Chris Paul to the Suns. Let me know what you're feeling about this trade. And here's the situation. Chris Paul was traded to the Suns. Oklahoma City gives up Chris Paul and Abdul Nader. The Suns give up Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Jalen Q, and Ty Jerome, as well as the 2022 first-round pick. The Oklahoma City Thunder get that 2022 first-round pick. It is in 2022, 1 through 12 protected. In 2023, it is 1 through 10 protected. In 2024, it is 1 through 8 protected. And in 2025, it is completely unprotected if it still has not conveyed to the Oklahoma City Thunder by that point. And at 2025, if, if you have to kick the can down the road and you have to wait until 2025 to get that pick, well, obviously, Chris Paul's contract is off the books for the Suns. They do not have him anymore. As well as... Devin Booker's contract is expired at that point. And that's not to say they couldn't bring Devin Booker back, but that's what you're looking at in 2025. As great as the draft class is in 2022, it's still appealing to kick the can down the road to where you're not at a huge disadvantage if the Suns somehow wind up in the top 12 in 2022 or the top 10 in 23 or the top 8 in 24. And of course, 25, it's completely unprotected. So this is a fantastic trade for Oklahoma City. And you can listen to Lockdown Suns for the Suns' perspective. For the Suns, to me, just real quick, you cannot let Ricky Rubio, you cannot let Kelly Oubre stand in the way of acquiring Chris Paul. I, I know the injury history, I know the risk involved in this, but this move uh, really is for this season. But also, it's to show Devin Booker you're trying to improve your team. But again, Rubio and Oubre, bottom line, should not stand in the way 
of getting Chris Paul. And then you gave up two guys who are not in your rotation anyway. And then that pick is what's extremely, extremely valuable. This is a fantastic trade for Oklahoma City, though. And I like to look at these trades as we did on Monday with Dennis Schroeder. I like to look at these trades as what was the starting point? What did Oklahoma City have when they first acquired Chris Paul? When they first acquired Chris Paul, Chris Paul's value was Houston attaching four first-round picks to move off of that contract. And this time a year ago, everyone within the NBA said it's a good thing that the Thunder had all those picks from the Clippers because they're going to have to attach something to Chris Paul to move him. And what happened? They did attach something to Chris Paul to move him. They attached Abdul Nader and got back a first-round pick to get off of Chris Paul's money, and they got two flyer young prospects, and on top of the two flyer prospects, they got two flippable players who can get you back another asset. Sam Presti continues to be the best GM in basketball, the best executive in basketball. He had one bad trade his entire career. One bad trade does not define Sam Presti. He has continued to repeatedly fleece teams over and over and over again, and he did it again with the Suns. The Thunder knew, and everyone knew, the Thunder wanted to trade Chris Paul. Everyone knew the Thunder wanted to reposition. Everyone knew the Thunder wanted to rebuild. And yet still, Chris Paul's value in a matter of a year in this culture went from you're going to have to attach four first-round picks to get off of his contract. And not for free, by the way. you got to bring back Russell Westbrook's contract. You're going to have to attach four first-round picks to do that. To you're going to earn a first-round pick for giving up Chris Paul and Abdul Nader. Sam Presti does it again. He does it again. I wish Chris Paul all the best in Phoenix. What he did for Oklahoma City cannot be understated. The way he embraced Oklahoma City, both with the Hornets organization, whenever they were here due to the hurricane, and with the Thunder organization, uh, cannot be repaid to him enough. And so I'm glad that the Thunder did work with him and find a destination he would prefer, as well as get a good package for their own organization. So that's all great. The Suns have a lot of risk here, and the Thunder do not. The Thunder now clean up their cap sheet. The Thunder now have an additional first-round pick, which brings the total to about approximately 500 first-round picks coming up. And then they still have a market for Kelly Oubre, Unclear what the market is right now for Ricky Rubio, but you do have time to to flip him. So what happens now? What happens after this trade goes through? Which the trade will likely go through today. I think that you look at what can you get for Kelly Oubre. I think Kelly Oubre is the player you're likely going to trade first. If I had to guess, and, and once again, I want to be clear, this is a pure guess. If I had to guess, I would say that Ricky Rubio starts the season in Oklahoma City. The earliest you trade Ricky Rubio is at the deadline and you might need to take him in the next offseason. I think that Kelly Oubre does have some value uh, right now, just right out of the gate, right before the draft or even on draft night. Could you possibly could you possibly trade Kelly Oubre to Dallas for the 18th pick? Could you possibly trade Kelly Oubre for an additional first-round pick in this year's draft class? I, I don't know. Could you make a huge trade and like reroute him to Golden State and get involved with that number two overall pick? I, I don't know. I, I-, I doubt it, but... Kelly Oubre seems to have a bigger market right now than Ricky Rubio does. I think that Rubio, you need to take him to this year, and then you can trade him at the deadline. I, I do think that he's going to be tradable. I, I do think that he's going to be easily movable, especially whenever you look at the fact of injuries are going to happen, number one. Number two, there are now 10 playoff spots up for grabs if you count the play-in tournament, 
which I think that teams will. And and the Western Conference will just continue if we truly do the regional schedule, we truly do the conference-only schedule. The Western Conference will continue to beat up on each other. There's going to be no easy games, and so teams are always going to be looking for ways to improve their team, and Ricky Rubio can really help a team improve. So I, I do think that you're going to get both these guys traded. I think that Ubre could happen before the season. I think that I think that Rubio will not happen until the season actually starts. So for Kelly Oubre, if you trade him right now, you would hope to get a first-round pick back, middle to, middle to late first-round pick, uh, but he has flexibility. Kelly Oubre has flexibility. Let's break down this trade piece by piece and the return piece by piece for Oklahoma City. Let's start with the draft picks, though, real quick. The 2022 draft pick is incredible. The draft class in 2022 is amazing. Uh, and even if it does not convey, at least eventually, it'll be a first-rounder. And I say that because look at the Dennis trade whenever the Thunder got Dennis. The Thunder gave up a 2022 first-round pick with Carmelo Anthony to get Dennis back. Carmelo Anthony got bought out and never played for the Hawks. That first-round pick is lottery-protected in 2022. So I'm telling you right now, in 2022, the Thunder will be in the lottery. Therefore, that first-round pick that the Thunder gave up, quote-unquote, turns into two second-round picks. It, it conveys to two second-round picks. So not all first-round picks are created equally. This is a legitimate first-round pick. Now, you don't know exactly when you're going to get it because of the protections, but you're eventually going to get a first-round pick, which is so important. So that's amazing. You would have liked to have the 10th pick this year, sure, uh, but to me, the only negative of that is if you truly bought into the LaMelo Ball rumors and you truly wanted LaMelo Ball, uh, that would make it easier to trade up for LaMelo Ball. But if you're just staying put at 10 and you were just going to get the 10th pick, pick to have the 10th pick, I would much rather have 2022's pick, 2023 pick, 2024 pick, or 2025 pick than this year's pick. Because this year's class is not very good at the top. It's just not. So unless you're going to go all in for LaMelo by trading the 10th pick and the 28th pick and the, and the 25th pick for LaMelo, then... There was really no point to own the 10th pick. That's why all those teams at the top are trying to move down because the value in this class is further down the board. So, so the pick return is amazing. We will break down player by player, and we'll talk about what this means for the Thunder's future coming up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we're back on Locked on Thunder, emergency podcast edition. Uh, let's talk about Kelly Oubre in this deal. Kelly Oubre is an expiring contract, so that gives Oklahoma City flexibility on both fronts. So the first way to look at this is Kelly Oubre does need to be re-signed, but he's 24 years old, so he's technically still in line with the timeline you're working under. He's technically able to grow and able to mature and able to contend eventually with Shea, Dort, Baisley. He's not too old. 24 years old. Pretty good. You have now a clean cap sheet because you just traded CP3, so his contract is gone. You just lost Andre Robertson, uh, and you could resign him, but again, you lost that big, massive number that was attached to him at one point. Yes, Steven Adams is still on a big contract right now, 
But again, that's an expiring contract. So by the time it kicks in next season, you will have re-signed Steven Adams if you bring him back for a smaller deal because there's no market whatsoever for Steven Adams. There's just not. So he'll be dirt cheap next year and beyond. So you'll be able to lock him in to your team for a smaller number. Therefore, you have the financial flexibility with Dort playing for peanuts, with Baisley on the rookie deal, with Shea still a year away from the from the rookie extension. You have the flexibility to pay Kelly Oubre if you want to. So is that incentive enough to bring him in for this season, to let him play until the deadline, and then to make your decision at that point if you view him as a long-term piece for you or not? They have that flexibility. Oubre is also a player that other teams are going to want to add, especially as you look at the Western Conference and how many teams want to contend they can talk themselves into Kelly Oubre. If I had to predict something right now, which again, only a prediction, I would say that the Thunder move Kelly Oubre at the draft on Wednesday. But if they don't move him at the draft, I think he grows in the next season and we see what happens with Kelly Oubre. But don't don't rule out the possibility of saying, look, Kelly Oubre fits the timeline and let's just incorporate him into this core because that could realistically happen. But I would still predict that he gets moved either at the draft or at the deadline this season. So now let's move into Ricky Rubio. Fine little player, free agent in 2022. Uh, he will have value around the league for a team in search of a back, of a point guard right now, starting point guard or backup point guard. Uh, and really, you hate to say it, but you might be waiting for an injury or waiting for a team to get desperate to trade Ricky Rubio. Uh, because we all know what R Ricky Rubio is right now. He he's a good little point guard, nice little point guard, but I don't think that teams are just lining up and beating on the door for Ricky Rubio right now. So you're going to need to take him into the year and see if someone gets desperate as they start to contend, get off to a slow start, whatever the case may be, or again, God forbid, any injuries happen, but we know that they're going to happen in the NBA. That's just the way it goes. It happens in every sport. They're going to happen. If injuries happen, then Ricky Rubio is not far down the list of the first call you would make if you need a point guard for any team. So I think that Ricky Rubio, if I had to predict, goes into the season for sure in Oklahoma City. I get it. He had the tweet saying he didn't want to play here. Um, you know, or wasn't happy about getting traded, saying this businessman with an upside down smiley face. Uh, I don't, I don't really care about the tweets. I don't really care about what he said in 2009. I don't care. He's under contract. He'll play here. He'll be professional about it. And away we go. So that's the deal with Ricky Rubio. Now we move into Ty Jerome. Nice little player. Ty Jerome is that flyer prospect, 23 years old, had a decent enough rookie season, not a big sample size. Uh, Fine little player. You're going to have room to experience, and not experience, but experiment with Ty Jerome and, and allow him to get more minutes, allow him to get more touches, and see what he can be. Because why not? You're literally not trying to lose because no team's going to enter the game saying, okay, guys, we're going to literally try to lose this basketball game. But losses do not hurt you at all. You're not going to feel bad about a loss. Therefore, you're going to be fine giving him room to grow and seeing if there's any potential there at all. But and then we get to... The most interesting part about this trade, not the best part, but the most interesting part. The best part is the 2022 pick. The most interesting part is Jalen LeCue. Jalen LeCue, nicknamed Baby Westbrook, has better dunks and a better dunk package and better dunk highlights than Hamadou Diallo. He has better dunk highlights, let that sink in, than Hamadou Diallo. He is a fascinating player at 20 years old. He got a four-year deal as an undrafted rookie, and I think that he comes into this season and gets a ton of minutes because, again, you're you're wanting to go young. He now gets to work with 
what is regarded as one of the best developmental coaching staffs and organizations in the league to realize that athletic potential. He fits what the Thunder try to do. The Thunder always go for these elite athletes and hope they can turn them into good basketball players. I think that he's a step ahead of where Diallo is basketball-wise as well as athletic-wise. So that puts him ahead of Diallo for me. And he's very interesting. I'm going to see what he can do at the NBA level. And you're going to have room for him at the NBA level as you're trying to you know, work out these young players and and, and not really go all in for winning. And so I, I really like what Jalen can do and, and can bring. And it'll be fun to watch. And that brings us to the bottom line of this trade. This is, again, a shorter podcast because it's an emergency episode. We'll have our normal longer podcast tomorrow. And each day after that, this is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the bottom line is Oklahoma City is officially, without question, no more debating it, no more saying if they should or shouldn't, this is what they're doing. They're officially repositioning, tanking, rebuilding, whatever word you need to use to make yourself feel better about the situation, they are tearing it down and starting anew. And you have to give a tip of the cap to Sam Presti because this organization in a small market could have folded after Kevin Durant left them high and dry on July 4th This organization in a small market could have panicked. It could have folded. It could have been irrelevant from then till the end of time. The Thunder could be what the Kings are right now, if not for Sam Presti. The Thunder could be what the Hornets are right now, if not for Sam Presti. The Thunder could be one of these irrelevant teams, if not for Sam Presti. Sam Presti saved this organization. Every move that he has made since Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City has been brilliant. Brilliant. Gets Victor Ladipo and Sabonis, trades them for Paul George. Trades Enos Cantor and Doug McDermott for Carmelo Anthony. Brings you back to prominence a year later, a year after Kevin Durant leaves you. Brings you back, right back into relevancy. Those runs don't work out. What does he do? He turns Carmelo Anthony into Dennis Schroeder and he gets a first round pick for Dennis Schroeder. So he turns Carmelo Anthony into two great years of Dennis and a first-round pick. Then he turns Paul George, who everyone and their mother knew wanted to go to L.A. And I've also given Paul George credit for this, too, keeping this private. That way, uh, the Thunder maintains some form of leverage. But gets Paul George to L.A., keeps a good relationship with every player he's ever traded, keeps a good relationship in Oklahoma City and good standing with superstars around the league, but trades Paul George to L.A. and gets back Shea, who is going to be, at worst, your number two player, your number two piece for a contending team after this rebuild is all said and done. Get you back Shea, get you back historic draft capital, get you back Gallinari, who had an amazing year for Oklahoma City before the postseason, and will likely net you something back on a sign-and-trade market, so I'll net you back another asset. And then he traded Russell Westbrook for what turned into Chris Paul four picks. Chris Paul turned into an additional first-round pick, Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, and then whatever these two flyer prospects can become. What Sam Presti has done is a miracle. He is a miracle worker. He is the best executive in basketball. That is the bottom line. Forget guys like Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Danny Green. We don't know what's going to happen with those guys. We just don't. So just take them out of your mind right now for a second. Remember, this team is going to be tanking. This team is going to be rebuilding and repositioning. Even while trying to lose, quote-unquote, take away those win-now guys or those veteran guys. 
you still have a really fun team. This is not going to be, this is not going to be the process Sixers. This is not going to be an atrocious team. You're going to have Shea, Baisley, Dort, whoever you draft in the NBA draft. You have two first round picks right now. What do those turn in? What do those turn into? Is it two players? Is it one player? What does it turn into? You have an electric player in Jalen McHugh. You have an electric player in Hamadou Diallo, for better or worse. You have Terrence Ferguson, who still needs to prove it to you that he can be an NBA player. So that's a storyline to watch. The storylines on this team will be abundant, even while they're, for the first time since being in Oklahoma City, trying not to compete. Sam Presti could not have set up a small market any better than this. He just couldn't have. Not only is this rebuild not going to take that long, but he's given you a hell of a ride to this point. The news is not stopping, though, folks, so be sure to subscribe to Locked on Thunder, wherever it is you get your podcast from. Locked on Thunder is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, and even we have these special emergency episodes to give you two podcasts in one day. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about my interviews with the NBA Draft Prospects. We heard today from Isaiah Stewart, Zeke, Nico Mannion, Vernon Carey Jr., Josh Green, Jane McDaniels, James Wiseman. I'll let you know what they all said on tomorrow's show. I'm also going to give you my top 60 NBA Draft Prospects, and we will have a special Mock Draft Tuesday. Normally, we do it on Thursday, but obviously the draft is on Wednesday. So Mock Draft Tuesday, where we take one final look around the national mock drafts and see where they have Oklahoma City and who they have Oklahoma City selecting. So it'll be a lot of fun on tomorrow's show. We'll also wrap up any loose ends of this conversation about Chris Paul being traded. And we might have even more news about like, where's Kelly Oubre going? Or maybe is Danny Green going to get rerouted? We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow and beyond. Be on the lookout again for any emergency podcast from this show. Anytime news breaks and the way you never miss that is by subscribing to the show. Follow me on Twitter to get my instant reaction to all trades and be sure to check out Locked on NBA because right now we're still rolling through our Locked on NBA mock draft and you can hear from David Locke, you can hear from Chad Ford, you can hear from John Hollinger all about our picks from the local experts and the trades we made. I made a trade with Oklahoma City, being Oklahoma City with Dallas and, and so you can go check that out as well. And also, on Wednesday night, Locked on NBA will have a special live edition, a special live stream during the entire NBA draft with Chad Ford, NBA draft expert and the GOAT of draft analysis, David Locke, Brad Rowland, and many, many more guests, as well as all of our local experts whenever their team makes a selection. We're also going to have Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated. So follow Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch to get alerts as soon as they go live. Wednesday will be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Again, this is Locked On Thunder, your only daily podcast for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we will see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.